you love all things TV, you're in the right place. Each episode of Chatterbox explores the best programmes and movies on British telly and is brought to you by a trio of critics. I'm Sarah Morgan and I love everything from the retro hits of yesteryear to the current crop of hit dramas and sitcoms, as well as classic movies. Joining in the fun this week are Chris Daniel. Hi, I'm Chris. I I love watching lots of things on the TV, but some of the things you will never catch me watching include soaps, Channel 5 and talent shows. I'm Roger Crowe. I'm Roger Crowe, and many of the things that you will find me watching are soaps, talent shows, and uh, classic old Jerry Anderson series such as Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet. This week we're talking about programmes and films uh, on week commencing the 29th of February. So I shall get cracking with uh, what I'm currently watching. Uh, I've gone kind of a bit grammarified and I'm watching Last Tango in Halifax, <laughs> which is on <laughs> Sundays on BBC One at 9pm. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. It's a bit of nice, cosy telly. Although there are, it does sometimes get quite sort of, not saucy, but mm. um, what? Yeah, a bit, uh, yeah, there are, they have had some grittier storylines in it, such as uh, Nicola Walker's character murdered her husband oh, right. okay. um, and kind of confessed to it later on. Right. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's another Sally Wainwright drama, the uh, Yorkshire writer who was behind Happy Valley, which is one of my favourite programmes ever. Uh, but this is a, more of a sort of love story between two pensioners who were teenagers at school. They kind of didn't see each other for donkey's years, met up again, fell in love and got married. And it's, it's kind of about them and then their extended families yeah right so it's been off our screens for a wee while and it's, it came back last weekend and it's just picked up where it left off really it's just a really nice kind of easy viewing proper sunday night uh, entertainment yeah it? yeah definitely and great performances i think that's it really it's good writing great performances what more can you ask for yeah. i mean i'll watch anything with nicola walker and sarah lancashire in because i think they're both really great actors mm. and then you can throw in uh, Derek Jacobi and Anne Reid there in it as well and coming into it this Sunday is uh, Timothy West he's been in it before he plays Derek Jacobi's brother in it right um, and he's returning this time he's, he lives in New Zealand and okay. his, his daughter's rung up in a panic because he's supposedly got dementia but he's managed <laughs> to fly all the way from New Zealand to uh, Doncaster Sheffield Airport Via Heathrow in Hong Kong, so oh, he's okay. not—he's not doing too bad. No, he's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that we'll see how that all uh, pans out on Sunday, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's last Tango in Halifax on Sunday on BBC One at nine pm. But what I'm looking forward to, which is a brand new series starting on Wednesday on ITV at nine pm, and that's the Trouble with Maggie Cole which is a new vehicle for the marvellous Dawn French. Oh, right, okay. In fact, I think she should change the name to... To just the marvellous Dawn French. Yeah. The marvellous Dawn French. It's about <laughs> Yeah. So it's a six-part drama. I'm guessing it's kind of a light-hearted drama, especially considering the plot, which is she plays uh, Maggie Cole, who's a bit of a kind of gossip. She lives in a, in a small town. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's Devon or Cornwall, but anyway... She lives there and she gets invited to take part in a radio broadcast. She gets a little bit tipsy and she lets slip a few things that she uh-huh. shouldn't about the locals. So it's it's kind of how that pans out, how that impacts on the people that she knows and the people that she supposedly cares about. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Not not a very nice thing to do, I guess, but there we are. Excellent. And it's got a good cast as well, because as well as Dorney, it's got Mark Heat, Vicky Pepperdine, Patrick Robinson, 
and an actor whose name I can never pronounce, but I have no idea how to pronounce it, Julie Hesmond. Hesmond Hal. Yes. Whose birthday is today? Really? Is it? Happy yes. birthday, Julie. <laughs> uh, please tell me how you, t- how you say it. Hesmond Hal. I think, I, think I think it's Hesmond Hal. I've, I've got a feeling that, yeah, that at the end of it, it's not going to be Hal. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be something else. I thought it might be Haig or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sure somebody out there will be able to tell me. She's probably just going by Julie, you know, yeah, like Julie. Pelé or Prince or something. Yeah, <laughs> Miss Julie. Yeah. Well, if, if it's the marvellous Don French, and then Miss Julie. <laughs> <laughs> me Julie. <laughs> me Julie. So that, anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to this week. The Trouble with Maggie Cole on Wednesday on ITV at 9pm. And my film choice of the week is The Wrong Box which is on Friday on Sony Movies Classic at 2.30pm. Right. And I absolutely love this film. I first saw it when I was probably in my teens, I think. Um, and it started a, a long love affair with uh, Ralph Richardson for me because uh-huh. I absolutely adore Ralph Richardson. And in this film, he plays the brother of John Mills, but more, more importantly, he also plays the world's most boring man. <laughs> and he just rambles all the way through it in a rather fantastic manner. You know, only the only Ralph Richardson could play this part with such charm. But him and him and John Mills are the last surviving members of a, a class of boys mm-hmm. from many moons before. And the idea is that they were all signed up to something called a Tom team. Right. Now the Tom team is a sum of money mm-hmm. and basically the last man standing gets the pot of cash so these two brothers don't like each other they haven't seen each other for donkey's years and their relatives are desperate to get their hands on this cash so it's all about how they manage to keep keep them alive yeah. sort of thing wasn't, wasn't a similar thing addressed in inside on the night or have i just made it up i just remember um, one of the episodes know. maybe a couple of series ago where it sounds very similar it, it sounds like something that they would yeah. do if they hadn't done it probably. yeah yeah but it's it was, re- it was co-written by Larry Gelbert, oh, who, really? were, who oh, okay. created the MASH TV series. Oh, okay. I think passed away not so long ago, I might be wrong, but I've got a feeling he passed away a few months ago. Um, but anyway. But anyway, and it was, it's based on a novel by Robert Louis Stevenson, oh, right. but very, very loosely based. Yeah, it doesn't sure. really have that mm. much in common with it, apart from the title yeah. and the very basic press. Mm. Yeah. No, no, it's fine, because the book's quite dry and... Yeah, but just... Call it something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, just obviously, it's quite common these days, isn't it? Where they just try to cash in and give you a title that you're familiar with, so people turn up to watch it and just make whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. yes. But the one of the main reasons, apart from Ralph Richardson and John Mills pursuing in, is it does have a fantastic cast. Uh, Michael Caine is in it. Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, when they were sort of at the top of their game. Yeah. Uh, Nanette Newman. Uh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers has a brilliant, brilliant cameo as a cat-obsessed doctor, <laughs> um, which is, is worth just watching the kind of five minutes that he's in it. I think that would have been all three of us, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Irene Handel, John LeMessurier, Nicholas Parsons, wow. more or less everybody who was famous in the kind of mid-60s is yeah. in it at some point. And this has got to be Brian Forbes, hasn't it? It's, yeah, he does have something to do with it. Because yeah. Nanette Newman and Brian Forbes were obviously a, a couple, so yeah. any time Nanette Newman was in the film, it's usually Brian Forbes' fault. Which is not a bad thing at all, because she's, she's a pretty good actress back yeah, in the day. Yeah, she was, yeah. She could, I mean, for people of our generation who are unfamiliar with her career, she's mm. the woman from the fairy liquid adverts. Yeah, world. that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's going back a bit, to be fair. Uh, you yeah. know, people who might be listening to something think, adverts, what's that? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Y
But anyway, it's a really, really great film. Um, and if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour and tune in on Friday on Sony Movies Classic at 2.30pm. Good stuff. That sounds really interesting. What about you, Roger? What are you doing uh, this week? Well, this week I've mostly been watching um, uh, this much-hyped series called Hunters, which is on Amazon Prime. No, it's uh, heralded as uh, this Al Pacino thing. I mean, the fact he was even on the one shot. Oh, that, that, uh, yeah, and that was the greatest episode wow. of the one show ever. It really was. <laughs> well, I, when the news came in that he was going to be on it, I made sure I dropped everything and then and was watching it because I, I didn't believe he was going to do it. And it I, did. I absolutely fell in love with him. I mean, I liked him anyway, yeah. but he was such a great guy. Completely. That, and he just went along with everything that they wanted him to do. Well, it was just fantastic. The world's greatest living actor doing a TV show is, uh, you know. It, um, something to talk about and uh, obviously Amazon's been uh, heralding this uh, to the masses um, the first episode uh, is 90 minutes so I started watching it on the Saturday wondering if I got the wrong end of the stick because I thought hang on a minute this is going on for so long mm, this is a film have I got the wrong end of the stick this is actually a film and not a series no it is a series it's a ten-parter uh, but like I say the first part is ni- uh, 90 minutes um, Pacino's not in it a lot, but he's in it where it counts. And it's um, it largely centres on uh, Logan Lerman, who uh, plays this guy called Jonah. Um, and it's it takes place in 1977 New York, so it's sort of the Summer of Sam era. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether this was based on a comic book, but at times it feels like it, it does that kind of, uh, you know, we're not taking this too seriously, even though it's quite a, a major subject matter. And it basically centres on a diverse band of Nazi hunters living in 77 New York City. And they discover hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials are conspiring to create a fourth Reich in the US. Which is, um, like I say, it's, uh, it's quite a serious subject matter, especially in this day and age. So it's a bit boys from Brazil slash yeah, Marathon Man. It has got that quality to it, yeah. Um, and you probably will need subtitles, because there are times when Al uh, starts speaking and I'm like, what? <laughs> He's got quite a thick accent in it that thankfully does tone down a little bit. When it, but when it starts, you kind of go in, I have not got a clue what oh, you right. just said. Oh, dear. So it's a bit kind of Laurence Olivier, the jazz singer, <laughs> in, at times. I have no son. I have no son. But then, it, like I say, it does dial it down a bit, and thank goodness. And once it gets going, it's really terrific as well. Right. It does have one of the greatest openings of the year uh, involving Dylan Baker, who's in uh, Spider- the Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the, the lizard at one point before they decided to scrap that idea. Um, and it's just set this barbecue in 77, and it's all sun-kissed in Florida, and you're thinking, oh, okay, this is lovely. And then things happen, and you're like, wow. I'm hooked, which obviously is the point. So, like I say, that's uh, Amazon Prime ten episodes, and uh, well worth a look. Now, the other thing I'm uh, I'm actually really looking forward to um, started around about two o'clock this morning, but it's um, uh, it's the Twilight Zone revamp, which I've been looking forward to for a good twelve months now. Well, are they doing it so that it's just remakes of old episodes, or are they original episodes? Because the first one, yeah. Is a remake, isn't it? it it's sort of, of a the, remake. The most famous The episode. most famous one, which they're sli- slightly shown out of sequence. So, uh, Nightmare at 30,000 feet. Not 20,000 20, <laughs> feet. based on the classic Richard Matheson story, which was originally done uh, with William Shatner in the 50s or 60s, directed by Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. Um, revamped for the Twilight Zone film in 1983, John Lithgow. And now they've done it again with uh, Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation. Um, and uh, it's a twist on that story. That's all I'll say. Um, but um, uh, like I say, this, this aired at two, 2 o'clock this morning. That's actually episode two. So weirdly, right. they've shown it slightly out of sequence. 
So the, the series proper, as it was shown, as it was meant to be, starts this coming Saturday uh, at 9 o'clock on uh, Sci-Fi on the 20, 29th. Um, but a uh, massive fan of The Twilight Zone, and I think you probably are as well. Yeah. It's just one of the greatest series of all time. Greatest anthology series of all time. Never seen a single episode. Amazing. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in trouble, i got the full name now. <laughs> I, I did a job about five years ago for a main star wrote a feature, and he paid me in Twilight Zone Blu-rays. Right. One of the best payments I've ever received <laughs> for any job ever. And any time there's nothing on TV, which is quite a lot these days, uh, I'll stick an episode on, and it's just wonderful seeing the likes of um, Charles Bronson uh, as, a, as a youth and uh, classic episodes like uh, there was the episode which inspired uh, that Hugh Jackman film uh, Real Steel oh, yeah. 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 which was set uh, in the future so far in the future it was 1974 um, which <laughs> looks, looks rather, rather cool but um, yeah so that's a, an absolute must for me who's a bit obsessed with Twilight Zone especially as I've not seen a lot of the episodes so uh, fingers crossed it works because I don't think mm-hmm. sci-fi has always been synonymous with quality but you never know. So that's uh, what I'm looking forward to. And the film, um, which I could quite happily watch every week, uh, is Hanover Street. Now, this is a 19, late 70s, probably 1979, Richard, uh, Peter Hyams uh, wartime thriller. It's a romantic thriller. And it's got Harrison Ford, who I think was just untouchable in his day. I mean, obviously, the box office receipts uh, tell everything, but... You know, when he, sort of 77, 78, when he was doing the Star Wars films, and then he made a lot of films in between that and Empire Strikes Back that didn't quite work. So films that you'll never see on TV, like Heroes, which he did with Henry Winkler, uh, that no one's heard of. But, but I want no. to see it. Yeah, I'd like to see it one day. Um, and lots of these little films like uh, Force 10 from Navarone that I didn't mm. mind, actually, but then again, I was. It's okay. But Hanover Street is this classic old... I mean, even for 1979, it's an old-fashioned uh, wartime thriller in which he plays this uh, kind of gruff uh, B-17 bomber pilot, David Halloran, who falls for uh, nurse Leslie Ann Down, and let's face it, who wouldn't? Um, not realising her uh, husband, Christopher Plummer... Yes, I can see your eyes lighting up there, Sarah. <laughs> uh, so, um, he, uh, he's involved in a special mission and wouldn't you know it Harrison Ford gets involved as well <laughs> so it's got a real old fashioned quality to it and I hadn't seen this for probably 20 odd years uh, until it was shown last summer on Talking Pictures so that was a, a real flashback and I'd, like I say I'd quite happily watch it again they did edit a bit of it because it was daytime viewing so whether Sony Mood was classic at 6.50 on Monday yeah because I can remember it. watching it as a kid in the yeah. 80s and thinking this is a little bit cheeky. A little I don't, bit I'm a little bit uncomfortable watching this with my mum. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit saucy. Uh, but it's uh, probably very, very tame. I, it was like days, a, I think it was a nice certificate, you know, when it was released. But um, it's uh, it's well worth a look. And again, as is, this is on like you know ten to seven in the evening, I can't imagine that they're going to show it uncut. But it's not like it's that extreme. But Leslie Andown is terrific in it, and it's got a wonderful supporting cast as well. There's people like uh, Max Wall, who's in it for all of five minutes, um, and the score by John Barry as well, which is just terrific. And it's beautifully put together by uh, Peter Hyams just before he made Outland, um, which is one of my favourite films as well. So, yeah, give that a look. That's Sony Movies Classic on Monday, the 2nd of March at 6.50 pm. Excellent. So, Chris, over to you. Yes, and for once, I actually have a couple of things to say that yeah. I'm currently watching at the moment, not the West Wing and the Police. Right. So obviously, that's like on now. <laughs> um, I don't know whether any of you two have seen this, but on E4 at the moment, weeknights at about 7.30, they're showing a 
series starring Matt LeBlanc called Man with a Plan. I've okay. seen that it's on, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, and actually, it's quite good. Right. So I gave it a go just because it is Matt LeBlanc. Mm. Um, and I was quite curious because it first started showing in the States about three years ago. Oh, right. So at the moment, they're showing, that's why they're able to show it every night, every week night at the moment. And you thought, I'm mm. actually watching the first three seasons on all four. You know, they're streaming. Oh, right. And it's actually quite good. It's just a typical sort of American comedy type thing. Yeah. Very harmless. Um, yeah. And the way I would sell it, and this is not to insinuate that Matt LeBlanc doesn't have any range with Trevor as an actor, but I mean, Friends ended what about 15, 20 years ago? Uh, 2004. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah. So if you think of it like this, if Joey Tribbiani had had to go into witness protection program for whatever reason, <laughs> changed his name to Adam, right. then met someone, yeah. and had three kids, right. that's basically what this program is. Because he's pretty much playing like a version of Joey Tribbiani, except the bloke is called Adam, okay. and he's a construction worker. Right. And the whole idea is that his missus has gone back to work, and so he's having to look after the kids as well as doing a full-time job. So that's where the hilarity ensues, because obviously his dad is a bit useless at looking after kids and Right. organising things at school and all that type of stuff but it is just genuinely funny yeah, yeah very light hearted I, th- I, um, think, I think he's great he's fantastic in episodes which is a great series and yeah. sadly they've finished making it but I think it, you know they finished it at the right time yeah yeah and obviously he was terrific in Friends but I think because it was such an ensemble piece he, he never really got the chance to show how good he was as a standalone guy no so I know they did do a spin off didn't they called Joey which died but yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't think that worked because he was sort of like in Friends he's sort of like the comedy relief type of thing yeah. around other actors so mm-hmm. then when he was the main person and the church of people like Joey around yeah. him it was just a bit too much so yeah. really work. Um, but this works really well and I'm quite surprised that I only gave it a go because it is Matt LeBlanc mm. and I'm stuck with watching it because it's, it's just a, yeah it's very good <laughs> it's, just, it's just a very nice easy thing to watch which lasts without adverts about 22 minutes so right. mm. quite nice um, the other thing which I'm watching at the moment and this is going to completely catch you by surprise it's not Twilight is it it's not no <laughs> it's um, showing on weekdays on ITVB around about 2 o'clock in the afternoon something okay. like that so I'm having to record it I know I can see it frowning already oh my god the million dollar listing New York um, okay. yes <laughs> I, know, I was expecting another, 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 yeah. another curveball cur- cur- <laughs> for Daniel exactly, yeah. um, so oh it, it's currently on season 8 so and it follows uh, like real estate agents in Manhattan in New York yeah so and they're literally trying to flog like high-end apartments mm. and you know townhouses and all that type of thing and it's just really really interesting because I'm absolutely obsessed with New York I've been a couple yeah. of times including once on my own um, yeah and it's just really interesting just to see how you know what's in these like 10, 15, 20 million dollar apartments going for oh, yeah. townhouses yeah. in Brooklyn for 10 million dollars and then you see like all the renovation work that's been done problems that they have selling them all the rivalry between different agents trying to sell it and the commission that they get it's, it's just really good yeah. um, I'm absolutely, I've always been obsessed with this mm-hmm. um, I, I think it first started being shown over here in about 2013 I think it was on um, it was on one of the Sky channels I think was it Living at the time oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a slippery like slope isn't it Don't yeah, yeah, it. because it is it can be so addictive yeah yeah. yeah I mean they do a few other series as well there's Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles which yeah. I think is on about series 9 or something I think they do one in San Francisco yeah. uh, somewhere else so but um, if any of you have Amazon Prime, you know you can get those add-on channels. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. One of them is Hey You, which is oh, yeah. lots of reality stuff. So this is shown on there first, right. and then about six months after it's been done on there, they start showing it on ITV. Oh, okay. uh, this is brilliant and re- really weird thing. So because I've been watching this for years, but when I did go to New York last time, I was just wandering around. I actually saw a billboard mm. for like some new apartment buildings going up, and it said being sold by Ryan Serhant, who is one of the guys. And so I was like, oh, no way. That's, you know, I obviously know that guy from the TV. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, just absolutely fascinated by it because I love New York, and well, yeah. yeah, it's just really. If you like any property shows, and I, I do know. actually, yeah, it's, it's kind of my guilty. Yeah, thing. I like them as well. So the fact this is like a property show and it's New York, 
so um, yeah. I absolutely love it. Super. Well, I remember, uh, it's the finale of uh, Doctor Who this Sunday. Will anyone be watching? Yes. Great. Because yeah. uh, I think this series, <laughs> this series has been really good. And uh, I, for whatever reason, I thought that last Sunday's episode was the finale. Uh, so I was thinking, wow, this is getting really good, but how are they going to tie all this up by the, by the clones? And then I realised they weren't, it was a two-parter. Just out of curiosity, how did you get from Million Dollar Listening Out to Doctor Who? Because I wanted to, I wanted to mention it before I forgot. I, mentioned, I, I meant to mention it earlier, it's only because it's the finale. Yeah, so. I didn't know if it was something I said that the, triggered the, that in your the, mind the, or something. There's no random tangents, but then again, you know... There's something called Ryan in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's pure Doctor Who, isn't it? They just put random things in it for no reason, and then try and link them all up together. Uh, so the other thing that I'm watching at the moment, it's on Sci-Fi, Monday nights, uh, they're showing two episodes at a time, they're re-showing Westworld. So oh yeah, Because obviously yeah. season right. three is due to start on Sky Atlantic on March the 13th or 16th, It's, it's imminent, isn't it? It yeah. is imminent, yes. So that's one of those things where they'll be showing it at 2am, right. so that it's simulcast with mm-hmm. and everything. And because it was on two years ago, the last series, I've kind of forgotten what happened in it. Uh, so yeah. I've been using the showings on Sci-Fi to catch up. So I think um, I've seen four episodes. There's two more on last night, which I recorded. So I think it goes up to episode ten, and then I'm willing to bet it will finish in time for the new Just season to start. Yeah, yeah, that exactly, would make yeah. Sense, yeah. It would, yeah. So I'm really enjoying that second time around as well. So not a big fan of the non-linear structure of it. Right. I think it works for films because obviously that's self-contained within a couple of hours also. Mm-hmm. But when it's like episode to episode, week over week, over ten weeks, I don't think non-linear really. Yeah, I, I started watching the first series and I quite enjoyed it, and then I got a bit bored by about episode three or four, I think it was. So, you know, mm. it kind of the gag of one a little bit thin. Season one, I, I watched that three times. Right, um, right. So, this is my second showing of season two. Oh, yeah, I watched the first series, but I haven't watched any more after that. It yeah. was kind of a bit like you, Roger, yeah. kind of just ran out of steam with it. It's, mm. like, it's, it's a one gag thing, isn't it? And it's like, you know, unless they inject something really interesting into the mix, which I'm sure they probably do, but by that point, I'd just give up on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, season three. I mean, I don't have anything in this current week which I'm looking forward to watching. So I would say that of things I'm looking forward to, Westworld season three is definitely yeah. one of them. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the trailers, and obviously didn't see the end of season two. Yeah. But I think where this is going to go into is some of the robots have actually left the park and they're now going into the real world. Uh, and obviously, because they look just like humans, no one can really tell that they so are robots. And I think there's. As, as it's spun off from Michael Crichton's uh, film from the early 70s, it's kind of following the same pattern as the last Jurassic World film, yeah. which was also a Michael Crichton inspired thing where you know, they enter the real world, mm. which is inevitable with these kind of theme parks, run and rock thing that yeah. know, they're going to escape at some point. But it looks fantastic and it's got uh, quite a few excellent cast members coming to season three. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, he's going to oh, be okay. in it. Uh, Vincent Cassell, he's going to be in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other places, even an NFL player is going to be in quite a bit. Is uh, mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Harris still in it? He is, yes. So and he's one of the major T- characters. Tandy Newton, I think, is still in it. Yes, yeah, she's in it as well. So, um, to be honest, I just got sick of seeing her naked in the first series, so that was yeah, it was quite a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite a <laughs> <laughs> daring to start with, and then it was just really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, okay. but yeah, no, so I'm really looking forward to that. And in terms of films, I can't remember what day it's on, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Sony Movies Action or Classic or whatever it is. And even though it's not in HD, which usually turns me off, 
Um, I can't. Every time this is on TV, I watch it. It's time cop. Sarah Jones. Oh. It's an absolute five star film. And if either of you disagree with me, you can just leave the room right now. Well, there is just a tie it all up. That's that's my job. Um, it's uh, directed by the same guy that made Hanover Street. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Peter Holmes. And it's also got that marvelous scene where um, Jean Claude. Van Damme does the splits in the kitchen. He does. Well, he has to do splits in every film, doesn't yeah. he? So, I um, did actually see it at the cinema when it came out. And were you not entertained? It is. Um, no. it's, it's <laughs> the second best film about, well, no, I was going to second best film about time travel, but no, maybe third. Back to the Future would be number two. Right. Uh, the top one is uh, actually a Spanish film, I can't remember the... Uh, oh, Tom Crimes. Yeah, that's one. I can't remember yeah. the Spanish name for it, but that's yeah. fantastic. That's pretty much perfect. And uh, just a little shout out because I think it was one of the last films that Sid Mead worked on, and he's the greatest production designer of all time. He's a guy that worked on Blade Runner and Star Trek and Tron, and oh, you know he died a few weeks ago, so uh, I, th- I think he worked on Time Cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolute genius. But yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind that. It's a lot of fun, and it spawned a TV show, didn't it? Which was rubbish. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. You don't need to just. Just put the film on TV every week and everyone well, watch it every time without fail, including I, you. Never mind rolling your eyes at me, I think you're watching it. Well, I'm, I'm watching the clock, I know that we're going to get kicked out of this room any second. I am, I am yes. a bit obsessed with Maya Sarah, so I've got uh, no excuse uh, not to watch it really, because she's awesome. And this was just after, probably a few years after she made uh, Ferris Bueller, and then did a, a vanishing act, which was a shame, because she's, she's marvellous. Anyway, I think we're going to have to call time on it because we are there are people breathing down our necks. Yeah, and could you end on a better note than time cop, really? Yeah, I can well, think of lots. <laughs> anyway. Open question, but there you go. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. And you have been listening to Sarah Morgan. Chris Daniel. And Roger Crowe. Bye. Bye. Bye.